<laughs> you have Joe back there, I, I see, so. <laughs> Did anyone leave any residual? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, Interesting. Geez. Yeah, well. This, they're only going to be able to understand like 50% of what's happening here today. <laughs> I know. There's got to be some joke about it. <laughs> it's totally true. <laughs> Welcome to Flipping Off, a purpose-driven podcast about flipping houses and making a difference. All right, well, here we are back in the studio, and um, Dave and Melina Boswell. Episode 27. 27? No. 28? 28. You said 27 two weeks ago, so this would be 28. See, that's how my mind works. I'm always living in the past. <laughs> that's so not true. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, well, we got a challenge for you today, because uh, we got um, Mr. Adam Halen and uh, John Slater here, and uh, don't try. Don't try to. We're gonna uh, copy their accent. We're gonna do you our sound best. Like a leprechaun I'm no, I'm definitely do. not going to. Okay. I know you. No, have you a sound like a to. leprechaun. Well, or maybe a pirate. <laughs> Whatever you say, honey. <laughs> With that, we were just joking about how um, you might have to press rewind at some point and play this back. I'm sure I will as well because sometimes these two guys say some things that I go, what on earth are they talking about? Yeah, like you need closed captioning. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we could do that. Yeah. So I, we got Adam here, and um, you guys all know um, John Slater. He's been on many podcasts, one of our, our leaders in, in the club, and has an amazing business growing and, and doing wonderful things. And his wife, his better half, Sally, is not here with us this morning. But um, wherever you are, Celine, we say hello. And John's in good hands. So he's eaten and he's fine. He's had m and <laughs> this morning. We're good to go. And uh, meanwhile, we got Adam here who comes all the way from Australia. Good day. Oh, yeah. There you go. And been here all of like 17, 17 days? months. <laughs> months. 17 months. Months. All right. So 17 months. I almost lost my accent. Almost? No. <laughs> no. Almost. Um, I don't think so. Not, not even close. You're That's, the one with the accent. Is that how it is? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do our best because we've been, you know, we've had fun in the past with John and Celine as, you know. We only understand part of them as well half the time. John doesn't understand Celine. Celine doesn't understand John. <laughs> That's why their marriage works so well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they can't even argue. They don't understand each other. So Just smile. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It makes it easy. Very easy. Yes, dear. Universal well, language. We, um, we, we brought Adam in here today because we were, as, as we've gotten to know him over the last, oh, I don't even know, is it whatever, several months. And um, it's just this really unique perspective that, you know, I guess we always look at it. We're, we're sitting here and, you know, in, in the United States and California specifically for us and just kind of this, you know, we live in our own little bubble. We don't know a whole lot of what's happening in the world out there. And, and if you ask me to, like, talk about real estate markets in other countries, I would have no idea, no idea how they work, no idea what it means. Um, and I, you know, there Adam and I were having a conversation. Oh, we've had many conversations now, but one thing that that I got was, you know, well, maybe Adam can elaborate on this, but you came here, and like, how did, you know, why are you here? Maybe you can share a little bit about that. We can kind of expand on some of the things that you've shared with us that I think will be really cool for our listeners to, to get a perspective of. Well, I do my best without getting too tongue-tied in the, the Australian accent. Hopefully you can understand me. <laughs> I came over here with my wife, my son, and our two dogs, 
17 months ago from uh, Sydney, Australia. We live on the northern beaches, beautiful place of the world. But uh, my wife had an opportunity. She works in the music industry and uh, had an opportunity to look after one of her, uh, her clients here in uh, Las Vegas. And uh, we had a look around that area and decided that Los Angeles was probably the best area for us. And with her business, you know, she's constantly working. But back home in Australia, I was doing, I was doing real estate as well. And uh, I, I came over here to hit the, the US market, which is you know, just the biggest market in the world as far as real estate goes. I was doing properties back in Australia and, and having a reasonable about, amount of success, um, I will say, by myself. <laughs> I, I spent quite a bit of money in education processes as well in, in that and uh, have maintained good, great relationships with people in that industry. Coming over here to the US and it has just been like uh, having my eyes opened up wider. I mean, the, the, the possibilities over here in the US, it, it's just endless. Uh, I'm speechless as, as to how big this market is. And, and funny enough, I'm just going to go on a different tangent here. When someone says to me it's a tough market, I just look at them and shake my head. <laughs> I do, you can't, when, when realtors say to me, you can't wholesale properties in LA, I say thank you. Yes. Oh, I just say thank you. So anyway, I'm over here as, my, as the, uh, the handbag for my wife. As I mentioned earlier, I'm the, I'm the Gucci handbag. More, <laughs> more rugged Samsonite. Aussies. <laughs> Hugh Jackman, they call me. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, the bald Hugh Jackman. Yes, yes. But I'm having a wonderful time. I, I, I did uh, search the internet. Well, I did more than searching the internet. I, I looked everywhere for other people who were flipping houses and, and doing creative property strategies, lease options, sandwich leases, all those sort of things. And uh, I got quite a lot of rejection and people looking at me going, well, why would I want you to join me and compete with me? And uh, mm. I was looking for a, 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 a bunch of like-minded people, like-minded people that I could share experience and certainly learn from. I have to, I have to you know, learn so much going up, uphill against the wind. And uh, it took me, I could say, a couple of weeks and then the final three hours on the internet searching for something and uh, I, I found a, 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 um, a note on Craigslist, gave it a call and, um, and we're here and we're here <laughs> and uh, it's just, you know, since November of last year, 2016 and it's just been an, a, a wonderful whirlwind of fun and information and camaraderie and um, collaboration, you know, just dealing with people like yourselves. Wow, that's pretty cool. So you mentioned you had done real estate on your own back in Australia, right? So, and got in some, got some education over there, that kind of thing. One of the things I would, maybe you guys could kind of bounce off and back and forth at John. We have John here, not for the, well, kind of for the comedic <laughs> effect, but <laughs> <laughs> the two of them were having a conversation and, and Melina and I were just kind of, list, you know, overhearing them. Um, just talking about how different it is, you know, in, in, you know, England and then over in Australia and like how, why, you know, how everything is so, so different from our market. And, and there were some specifics and maybe you guys can kind of share those people that are listening what what that, you know, whole different mindset and the shift that's had to take place both in, you know, John's been here for now several years and, and now taking place with, with Adam. So maybe you can start with that, John. Absolutely. I mean, you know, going back to when I was, 
buying buying a house back in England. You know, the whole process for me was very different anyway. You know, not just the ins and outs, using attorneys and lawyers, you know, rather than title and escrow, you know, all that kind of side. But, you know, it's, I don't, I don't know why, but I just, I just don't see this business working in England. Mm. You know, the, 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 the houses are very different, but at the same time, even, even though, even though they are brick built versus, you know, a lot of wood built properties, it's still, it still could have a potential market back in England, but you just don't see it happening. Whether there's, you know, less attachment value, you know, I, I've always said, you know, my house is, it's just four walls and a roof. Right. It's, you know, I, I don't come from a perspective of, oh, this is my home, this is everything. You know, I, my Sally will disagree with me on that one, but <laughs> for me, it's you know, four walls and a roof, and it keeps me dry and has a place for us to sleep. And if I go live somewhere else, I live somewhere else. So. You know, I'm just kind of coming from that perspective, a, a lot different kind of disattachment from, re, you know, from your home, mm. making it just not the kind of business that I could ever go follow through with in England. Mm. That's interesting. so interesting. So, um, Adam, is it the same? Would you agree with, is it the same in Australia as what John just described? Yeah, very much. I think Australia and, and England have a very similar culture as well that you need a, a license for everything and there's taxes associated with everything and we also have this uh, this public mentality of is that legal? Can you do that? Mm. And yeah. right. you understand what tall poppy syndrome is too, don't you? No. John, what is you don't? No. tall poppy syndrome? I'm not, not, not sure what you call it here mm. is... If you if you think of a, a, a sea or a field of tall po- of, of poppies and and one poppy is taller than the other, mm-hmm. then someone comes along and chops it off, mm. oh. right? So everyone keeps it that same mm. mentality. Don't yeah, be yeah. a show off. Don't be. Mm-hmm. Don't try and be more than everyone else. <laughs> don't o- don't overachieve. Mm-hmm. What's it, the similarity is the bucket of crabs. crabs. Is, yes, yeah. exactly. It's the bucket of crabs. Yeah. If you put um, one crab in a bucket leave the lid off, he'll just crawl right out. Right. Put him in a bucket with, put a whole bunch of other crabs in the bucket and one tries to get out and the rest will pull him down. Yeah. Very much the case in Australia. Yes. Mm-hmm. You had actually mentioned that there was a, there was a, a different dynamic even that if you were in real estate and, and cause you were doing some creative deals before, Correct. right? Yeah. And, um, in those creative deals, there was even like a stigmatism of like, you know, are you taking advantage of people or what's you were Yeah, very about? much so taking advantage of someone in a, in a, in a bad situation. I mean, mm-hmm. if people are selling for less than the market, there's a reason why they're selling. Are you taking advantage of them? Mm-hmm. And I wasn't, I was actually helping them out of a really bad spot. Right. Yeah. You know, they, they couldn't even afford real estate agents. They couldn't even afford solicitors. They couldn't afford a sign and marketing. They couldn't do any of that. So sure. I, I got a house at a, at a lesser price. Right. But who's cut out of the deal? The realtor? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, Adam, when you, when you talk about that, you just stepped into their world and you served them, you helped them out, you saw the, their need, and you just came in and helped solve problems. I didn't even realize I was helping, yeah. uh, help, helping people solve problems. I, I, I went in with an expectation that I would be able to buy a house and uh, this is a different, a different um, group of people, but went in thinking I was going to buy a house and I ended up helping them get out of debt 
reducing their credit cards, reducing their loans, and enabling them through a mortgage broker friend of mine to uh, also buy another house and come back and fight another day. Mm. And how much money did you get paid for that? Zero. In fact, I'm, I'm, I'm in negative from all the time I spent, um, the, the things I did for them. Yeah, definitely negative, but uh, in a, the, the wealth that I got from it was fantastic. It was fantastic, but I really didn't realize it till I came came here to the US and, and, and looked back on that and went, oh, holy crap, I, uh, I helped some people. I helped some people. And I didn't get paid for it. And didn't get paid for it. And I was fulfilled. And very fulfilled. Wow. More so, it has more, more clarity and re- relevance to me than, than the, the biggest deal I've done. Hmm. I, I think that's, you know, Adam and I have been talking about this. For me, it was very, the culture of our club was very foreign, you know, yes. to, to come into an environment where, you know, Molina would challenge us and say, you know, who's, well, who's willing to help a homeowner without getting paid? Mm. And, you know, everybody says, oh, yeah, 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 everybody else is raising their hand, I better raise my hand, mm. without not necessarily not believing it, but not really understanding it. Mm. Sure. You, you know, and it's, it challenges you, but also I think until it actually happens, mm. you mm. still don't get it. Right. Mm. You know, so from my culture, mm-hmm. we keep to ourselves. Yes. You know, very friendly at the same time, but, you know, you don't, you don't go around talking about your problems. Mm-hmm. You know, you keep everything to yourself. You, you know, something's going to happen either way. Mm-hmm. But here it's the idea of, well, what if I can go help somebody? What does it look like for them? Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, yeah, we've seen success in our business by doing that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just very different. I I don't know if it is a cultural thing or, you know, just an individual thing, but... I know Adam himself, you know, he said the same. It's, it's not something you expect to see every day in our home country, but you can recognize when it did actually happen. So. And everyone would help each other mm-hmm. back in our home country, mm-hmm. and they really would. They, we band together, you know, Australians stick together, Brits stick together. But the fundamental issue I think that we face is we don't speak about it first and foremost. Mm. We, wouldn't, we wouldn't open up and say, hey, mate, I'm having a problem. Mm. 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 You know, that's interesting because, um, and, and I actually don't know how how opposite or how different it is in America, frankly. Mm. I, I think that there's a lot of the same thing. I, I You know, uh, I, I believe that the reason we, the, the club has the power it has is because we've given people a space to be able to share and to be able to be open and honest. And I do think that it is outside of the norm, yeah. quote unquote norm. Sure. But what's interesting is, most people want that. Yeah. I, I think I would I, agree. Yeah, I believe most people mm. want it. The problem is, is that there's either never a place to be able to um, be that. You mm-hmm. never get the opportunity, you know? So I say to people, hey, are you willing to serve a homeowner and not get paid? And everybody goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I go, no, really, because you're going to get the opportunity. Sure. <laughs> like yeah. for reals. We've saved way more houses than we've ever bought. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean. Yeah. It's just like when I talk to homeowners and, you know, they come in and they'll say to me, they're very skeptical when they walk in the door yeah. and they'll say, what, what, you know, what really, what's in it for you? And what's the catch? Yeah. What's the catch? No, you're really not. You're really doing this for free. No, really we are. Why would you do that? And here's how I always answer. I just turn it. Mm. Well, let me ask you something. If you had the ability to make a living, 
right? And you were, through the living that you were able to make, it gave you the opportunity to help people save their homes and not charge for them, not charge for those services. Would you do that? And they, 99% of the time, they always say to me, oh, well, yeah, of course. And then I say, well, why is it so shocking that I would do that? <laughs> I've yeah. used that. Good. I've used that. That's good. Verbatim. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. And in fact, good going, student. <laughs> going back to what you said about being in class, and John mentioned this as well when it was Melina's class and said, uh, would you serve someone without getting paid? And everyone puts their hand up and said, yes, yes, I will. And mm -hmm. I'm definitely one of those people mm -hmm. that said, yes, I will. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until two or three months later I actually got to experience that and it mm. wasn't until after the fact that I, I reflected and went, oh, I really would. Mm. And that took me by surprise. Really? It did. Mm. It, it took me by surprise because I, I, I felt it, I kind of wanted to, but I didn't believe it. Yes. Mm. It's funny. You know, it's wow. an interesting thing. Um, I, I think what's great about the two of you is that it, it's... The accents. It, well, obviously, <laughs> that's a no-brainer. But it's, it's almost as if we're talking like there's some um, difference in our culture. And you know what I'm realizing right now? There is none. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I Right? I humans agree. are just humans. We are just human beings or human doings, whatever. And so I think that you have different cultures. Like I was thinking, John, right? Mm -hmm. It's so funny to me, you know, for you that you talk about a home, because I, I would say this, I, I would actually say when people are attached to a home, it's just like, all it is is protection from the elements. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's all it is, mm -hmm. right? Definitely. Yeah, and so, but it's funny to me that you married somebody like Celine, mm -hmm. whose culture is so completely the opposite of yeah. that, right? There she's so, you know, family driven, she's so um, emotionally driven. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's funny to me that that's, that's who you end up marrying. Although I don't think it's that out, outside of the norm. Mm. I think the sad part is, is that um, humans are imperfect. So when I say it's the belly button factor, the, the reality is this, humans are just imperfect. We all have belly buttons and so we are imperfect and so we will do things to hurt each other um, and we do things that we mess up and, and whatever. But at the end of the day, I believe this, I believe that we are created for relationship. Mm. And I think that each one of us want to have that authentic relationship. I just think that in many parts of our cultures, and I think it's everywhere. I don't think it's abroad. I think it's here too. Sure. We're never given that opportunity to do it. And no. let's face it, you put yourself out there, you make yourself vulnerable. When you're vulnerable, you get attacked. Sure. So it's not even an unreasonable fear. Yeah. It's uh. just, you know, having to have the courage. I mean, I definitely agree. It's, you know, the more you think about it, it's not, you know, when I said I thought maybe it was a cultural thing, it's not. It's just most people are not. You know, I don't want to say this carefully, but m most people aren't brought up with that same caring feeling that the idea of helping, helping your neighbor, you yeah. know, helping out. It's it's so I don't know, segregated. Maybe it's it's very different um, than maybe, you know, you, you go speak to some to some elderly people and they say, oh, it's not you know, it's not like it used to be. Well, yeah. maybe it's not. And <laughs> and our clubs introduce that that different culture mm -hmm. is creating that, not creating a new culture, but bringing something back where people actually want to, want to help somebody else, mm. yes. you know, and the feeling is, the feeling is immense. You can't replace that feeling of being able to help somebody. And, you know, we're talking from experience this, 
you know, very recently helping the family up in Hemet, you know, from, you know, the homeless shelter, putting them into our house in Hemet. Yeah. I mean, to to have the little boy come up and hug you at the end and mm. not want you to leave because you've you've touched somebody's life in a very different way. You've changed their life. You've yeah, changed it completely. Sure. And, hey, we got to help somebody. Yeah. Well, you know, it's very we were, different. John and I were driving. We, we rented the U-Haul the other day, and we were getting all the furniture, and it had to be the one of the craziest days. And, you know, mm-hmm. I know it's California. We never have weather, right? So, <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's like 105, and humid as can be, and suddenly it's, Pouring down rain With on us, thunderstorms, thunderstorms and, wind and, and wind. Oh, it's crazy, right? But um, I remember John said this to me. He goes, "You know, I, I just don't think, like, I, I don't know how to explain the feeling it must be for this family that they were in a shelter for a year, right? Yeah. Over a year, mm-hmm. a mom and five kids. Yes, yeah. right. And ultimately, really, no hope. Mm-hmm. You know, for a lack of a way of putting it, and." And, um, you know, what it must be like, like we're, we're telling this family and that, you know, we got a new house and, um, we've rehabbed it. It's all brand new and you're going to be able to move in there mm-hmm. and you're going to have your own bed and you're going to have your own space and you're going to have your own dresser and your own and shower, your own you shower. Know, and mm-hmm. I mean, I remember watching the kids walk into the house and their faces just lit up like yeah. crazy. And then like. Going to the refrigerator. That was probably the most impactful thing I think I've ever seen mm-hmm. is watching a six-year-old and an eight-year-old walk over to the refrigerator over and over and just kept on opening it. And you know, the light comes on. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, you know, when we asked them, when I told them I was moving them into the home, uh, I, I asked each one of the children, you can have something special. What would you like to have? Is there anything special you'd like to have? And... Um, the little 10-year-old girl said she'd like to have, um, mm. she said, the way she described it, she goes, I don't know exactly what you call it, but it's like a box that slides and you put your clothes in it. Mm-hmm. Just the drawers. Yeah. And the 12-year-old said, can we have a refrigerator? Wow. And so what I saw was there was nothing in the fridge. There was waters and a couple of cans of soda. But, um, yeah, as we were moving in, there was nothing we were, there. Yeah, we were, it was just a heat. They just kept on walking over to the refrigerator and opening it. And, you know, the mom in me wanted to be like, keep the fridge, you know. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I stopped and I just was in awe of watching and I felt so humbled and so, um, I just, I just recognized how we take things for granted, mm. how we, you know, like the idea that I'm going to, you know, how dare I even question why they keep on opening up the refrigerator? Because nothing changed. And it wasn't, it was almost as if, is this really happening? Yeah. Like a way of pinching themselves. Like, is this our fridge? Right. You know? Right. I would have loved to have captivated that look on their face as yeah. they do that. It, I have it in my mind. I just continue. I just continue to see it over and over and over. And they would just literally run through the house. No. Just run, <laughs> run yeah. through, like through the halls, mm-hmm. through the kitchen, run into the kitchen, open up cupboards, open up that refrigerator and look in yeah. and then close it and then run. It was just. I think that that's why we couldn't, we couldn't really fathom it because they're sitting in this, you know, in the shelter with however many sets of bunk beds there are there, 40 sets of bunk beds. and In one room. In one room with, you know. Yeah, you're sleeping next to strangers. Yeah. And For a long time. You know, six beds this family has taken up um, 
you know, three sets of bunk beds, if you will. And, um, for a long, a long time. And then, you know, if, you know, looking back, we've always had this idea, right? We're going to buy houses and Mm -hmm. we buy houses. We want to, you know, we're going to collect rentals. Yep. Um, that's part of the, you know, the wealth idea that, you know, you and I have, and like, we want to build pass those on to our kids and set them up in business and kids. I mean, grandkids, of course. Um, (laughs) sorry, David and Andrew, but (laughs) it's it's all about (laughs) Trinity and little David, (laughs) but, um, no, I mean, we want to set them up and and those kind of things, but I don't think I ever, I don't think I really, you know, had the, the, the forethought of what that would feel like or look Mm -hmm. like. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, John and I were sitting there, we're soaking wet and like mm-hmm. drenched in sweat. We're, I mean, exhaustion was, it was right there. I mean, yep. 12 plus hours of moving this and getting furniture for them and doing all this stuff. And then at the end of it, just, you know, seeing the family's face and, you know, the mom just coming up and, and just give me a huge hug and a kiss and, you know, just thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. And... And then the the most impactful for me was just seeing the the older boys, mm-hmm. you know, and um, good kids. Just mm-hmm. you can just they just have such a sense of good kids that just need a break. And I can just remember, you know, I just identify with it. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody gave me a break, mm-hmm. and somebody gave us a break, and here we are sitting in such a space where we all have we all have you know the ability to do that. And then, gosh. Actually, living out your your purpose is just it's awesome. I've got goosebumps from that. Yeah. Oh, it's just so. Yeah. If you could somehow, you know, and, and and we had a bunch of people from the club help. I mean, there was a lot. Yeah. It wasn't just John and I moving. It was, mm-hmm. you know, we couldn't have done it without everybody. <laughs> we had have still been there. <laughs> and and that's not even mentioning the donations we received for you know oh. furniture, pots, pans, you know, everything that we needed to be able to, you know, move this family. It was all donated. Yeah. You know, everything Incredible. just, Incredible. you know, that's where everybody's come together. And, and again, that's that's the culture of the club to be able to, you know, we literally put out a message. You yeah. know, didn't we? we put out a yes. message and said, hey, we're moving a family. You know, next Tuesday, we, we're going to move this family and we need everything. Yeah. And right. suddenly everything turned up. <laughs> Amazing. Crazy. You know? Do you mind if I ask a question? Sure. Okay. So I'm reasonably new to the U.S. still. When I came here, when we came here as a family, we found it incredibly difficult to get a rental property. Mm. All right, so what chances did they have of getting a rental property in their current position, five children, single single woman? She, I'm taking it she's not working, but right. she's looking Correct. after the children, and she has no references from previous landlords. Mm. Credit rating could be shot. Mm-hmm. We had to supply three months rent in advance, show our bank balances here in the US as well as Australia, and a deposit, and referrals from other people, mm. prominent people. Mm. Yeah. How on earth does a family like that get into a house again because they're without a house, their home's without a house, how do they get into a house without your assistance on something like this? They don't. Yeah, they don't. That's Excuse why they my were... ignorance, but I've just... No, you're completely right. Uh, you know, that's part of the, I mean, obviously Melina is sitting on the board of directors that gives us the, the ability to, to see where there are needs where we wouldn't have 
been able to see them before, right? And yeah. the um, inside the shelter, there's I mean, the shelter is just full of so many amazing people. Like they just they they deserve so much more credit than they get. But um, you mean the staff? The staff at there yeah, is at just, Path of Life. Oh, yeah, they are just <laughs> yeah, they're just really amazing, extraordinary. And you know that, that kind of gives us the inside track on hey, there's a family and. We can identify a home that we have, and then you know that was kind of our conversation with, with John and Celine. Hey, we're going to buy this house. Do is this a buy and hold opportunity? Is mm-hmm. this going to be one we're going to flip? What are we going to do? Um, it actually came from another another club member mm-hmm. that brought it to us, and and they wholesaled it to us because they were like, hey, we want to make a, you know, we, we want to get paid something, but yeah, we don't know if we're going to flip it or not, and some challenges that way. So we're like. Maybe this is that opportunity, and and so we threw it back to Melina. Hey, is there anybody in the shelter that this is a four bedroom house, and um, it's in the city of Hemet? And you know, is there anybody that could we could identify those needs? And Melina's like, there's always a need. Mm-hmm. There's always a need, and they have you know between the grants and the different funding that they've got to mm-hmm. provide the opportunity. Because what I don't want to do is very much to your point, Adam, is that this is a single mom with five kids. I don't want to set her up for failure. In other yeah. words, we move her into this house, and that's just another temporary state, right? She she can get in there, and and and, and we get the grant to pay for the rent, but then what, right? Right. So, you know, we went through a process with her where it's it, it is about like you're going to have to work, you're going to have to get a job, we're going to have to help you with all of those things, and really kind of a mentorship, if you will, with them. Like, what is it going to look like to run a household? that you haven't for so long and enrolling the kids in it. I mean, yep. the six, is he 16? 16, 16, yeah. 16 yeah. year old 16. and the 12 year old and, and sitting down with them and going, you're going to have a role in, to play in this. And this isn't going to just be, you have a nice house that you just come and do nothing. And like, you're going to have to help support mom and, and all of that stuff. But without this organization, without the, the help of all these people, I mean, I don't know how long they would have been able to stay in that shelter, but, I don't see them having any hope. And, and ultimately, um, I think she said it. She's like, I don't want to go back to Mexico. Right. Because that's where she's originally from. Her kids are all born here. Yes. And she said, I don't want to go back there because there's no opportunity. That's right. I just want my kids to be able to stay in school here so they can have an opportunity. And I'll do anything to give them that opportunity. And I think um, I think that's definitely something that um, it's not really ignorance. It, unfortunately, this is a... This is a story that's a dime a dozen, you know, from... Yes, it is. I, I think that's... It's funny because I was... When we were talking earlier, I was actually thinking to myself, we should really do a podcast on... On what happened. You know, and, and I think it's interesting that we end up having this conversation right now with both um, Adam and John. Um, and, and I think it's so perfect for for where Adam is right now because... Um, you know, making a change, coming to the U.S., choosing to stay here, um, making a decision or a choice, however you want to put it, to be in this business. Uh, I, I am. I know for a fact for Adam, it wasn't this. It really has very little to do with how much money he can make, and it has a lot to do with the significance that he desires deeply to bring into the world. And unfortunately, that is not always a popular idea, Mm. right? Not everybody can get behind that. And I think it's, 
what did you call it? The tall poppy? Tall poppy syndrome. Yeah. Okay. So like you're just, you want to be the tall poppy and, and um, finding a place where people are going to water and feed and nurture to let you grow, I think is the most important thing for you. And I think that um, no amount of money actually changes that, even impacts it. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that you needed this reminder. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Thank you. It's yeah. been an interesting past couple of months with reminders. Yes, and, yes. And things that have happened in this world and the experiences that I see amongst the club members in the community within our club. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult. You know, nobody ever wants to talk about um, the challenges or the pain in choosing to live your life in such a way that we've chosen to live our life. Uh, And it is difficult. It's not without adversity. It's not without challenges. It's not without, um, I mean, I hate to use this cliche, but like naysayers, you know? Sure. And, And, you know, oftentimes people have completely legitimate reasons to be naysayers, right? Uh, But ultimately, every single person in my mind, in my, I believe this 100% with my whole heart, every single person has the opportunity to be the tallest puppy in the whole freaking field. (laughs) I believe that. Well said. Yeah, for sure. Good picture. Thank you. Hmm. Yeah. Without without the test, there's no testimony. We say it all the time, right? Yes. And it has to be there has to be challenges and I'm just thankful that we have such a place that we can come, we can talk about the challenges, we can talk about the obstacles, we can put game plans together to, to overcome those challenges and obstacles and then we can just stop for a minute and just reflect on... The wins. Yeah. <laughs> I know and it's celebrate crazy. Celebrate the win. We were saying that the day we chose to move this family was our, was our 19th wedding anniversary. I know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> And I got up that morning and I said to her, gosh, honey, I feel so anticlimactic. Like, happy anniversary, but... Get your moving like, straps like, on. Yeah, <laughs> we get your grubby clothes on. We got to go... Uh, we, we get to go move these people. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the end of the day, and I think you said something like, we'll, we'll probably have cold pizza and, you know, um, we'll need a shower by the end of the day. And mm-hmm. I text a, a, a friend of mine. I was like, yeah, it's, you know, our anniversary day. He's like, oh, where are you going tonight for dinner? And I'm like, no, we're not. We're... we're moving a family and you know that's way more impactful than any dinner that we could go to any night of the week and um do you remember what you did cool. for your wedding anniversary two years ago nope you do this one don't no, you? you better yeah. believe better it, believe it. You, this will be that is exactly right it's such a great point and yeah. that is exactly what this is about it's just like you said i can't remember anything about the deals that we've made the most amounts of money on so you true. just don't remember anything about them. What you remember are the the deals that you get to, like really impact and improve somebody else's life. Absolutely. Isn't that completely yeah. true? It's crazy, right. isn't it? I I can't remember the last deal we did and any of the details about any of that stuff. Me either. I can tell you when people got like their first deals done. Yeah. And watching their looks on their faces and and that kind of stuff. That's the that's the juice. For sure. That's the juice. There's no doubt so, about it. Anyways, I um, I, I could understand 99% of what both of you guys said. So well, we learned great. something. We spoke oh. slow. <laughs> that's a, Thank that's you for that. Thank you for Thank that. Thank you for that. <laughs> Very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> with that, we're uh, we're gonna call it done. Yeah, for today. I, yeah, and I just I uh, before we close, I guess I just wanted to say um, thank you to Adam and to to John, both of you. Well, for, thank you very much for having us in this opportunity. You. No, really, for contributing, you know who you are and and your experiences. I think are very important to this is this is exactly what makes up the um, the well the home of the misfits. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> It's the best. Yeah. It's I'm going to have a Misfit t shirt. Yeah. I want to have a Misfit Christmas party. Oh, yeah. That would be fun. That be Absolutely. Fun? There it is. Here comes that's, the party. That's the challenge. There you go. Home of the Misfits. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll catch Sorry. you guys on the next yep, one. Yep, so yep. We're, we're flipping out of here. Out of here. There you go. <laughs> what would you guys say down, you know, wherever, uh, down or up? And See you later. <laughs> See you later. That's it, huh? That's it. See you so, later. That's the best you got. See you later. Yeah, I, oh. I can't think you put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs>